Welcome to today's podcast. The first thing I'd like to share with you is an exciting announcement. November 1st through the 6th, on this podcast show, I will be releasing a healing seminar done by Roger Sapp. One part of the seminar will be released each day for each of those six days. This is one of Roger's more thorough healing seminars that was preached in Ohio somewhere, I believe, around 2009 or 2010. I believe this is one of the more thorough healing seminars that Roger preached over the years. So look forward to that. For today, I want to talk about some of the scriptures about knowing God and Jesus knowing God, as well as Jesus doing the Father's will and his works. So let's start with John chapter 6, verse 38. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. We know that the Christ does the will of the Father who sent him. This is going to become very important when we get to practical application. In John chapter 7, verse 29, it says, I do know him because I am from him, and he sent me. Christ was sent by the Father. He knows the Father. But do we truly believe that Christ knows the Father? Who in all of Scripture and in all of creation knows the Father the best? It has to be Jesus. In John chapter 10, verse 15, Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. Here we see that Christ knows the Father. Again, he mentions this. But he also mentions that the Father knows him. In chapter 8, verse 38, I speak the things which I have seen with my Father. Therefore, you also do the things which you have heard from your Father. Which voice are we tuned into? Is it possible that we can be born again, spiritual Christians, that perhaps attend church on a regular basis and yet still be listening to the wrong voice? In John 10, verse 37 through 38, If I do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do them, though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the Father is in me, and I in the Father. Jesus Christ himself told us, Do not have faith in him if he does not do the works that come from God. That's kind of a powerful statement. Many people today, I feel, would make up excuses for why they're unable to do the works of God, and then they would want you to believe their excuse instead of believing Jesus. But they, those people don't reveal the perfect will of God. Jesus does. Jesus has to be the one that we look at and believe in. He has to be the one that we truly decide to follow. John 8, verse 55. And you have not come to know him, but I know him. And if I say that I do not know him, I will be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I follow his word. Here Jesus tells us a few things. He tells us that he keeps the Father's word. It also says that 
the people he is speaking to, Jesus is literally saying, you have not come to know him. But he tells us that if we knew Christ, we would know the Father. If we see Christ, we would see the Father. And so what he's telling these people is that they simply have not come to know Christ and who he is. What does it mean to know the Father? What does it mean to know somebody? Mind you, in biblical days, sometimes getting to know somebody often resulted in childbirth. It was a very intimate act of getting to know someone. And I think about that same idea with the Father. It's an act of intimacy. It's a relational kind of thing. It's not simply attending services, listening to sermons and messages, and gathering facts and data about God. There's a difference between having information about God and having a relationship with God. It's possible to have a relationship with God without all of the things where we would traditionally gather information about God. Look in the scripture. You'll notice there's nobody in the Bible that had the Bible as we do today. And yet, tons and tons and tons of the people featured throughout Scripture had a relationship with God. It is still possible for us to have a very real living relationship with a very real living God. And we just get a double blessing of also having the Bible to help be a wonderful tool and source of life inside of our journey. But remember, we have to let he who is life, which is Christ, be the one that brings scripture to life for us. At some point, I'm going to talk a little bit more about intimacy with God as well, just because I feel that's one thing that is a key to beginning to really help empower an empowered life, a life where you can receive healing easily. It's the idea of just knowing who God is where it becomes so real to you that he becomes reliable and you start seeing healing at a more real level in your life. In John 4 verse 34, Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Here Christ tells us that his food is to do the Father's will and his works. I think about food as nourishment. It's the very thing that makes you alive, in a sense. It's something that we have to constantly partake in on almost a daily basis just to really keep us alive. And here Jesus is saying that doing the will of the Father is his food. It's as his nourishment. It's the thing he has to do to really stay alive. I realize that I've definitely had a time in life where I ate food every day and although I was breathing, my heart was beating, and I was functioning, it's not like I really felt fully alive. I have to believe here that Christ doing the will of God would have made him go more than just a biological form of life to truly becoming fully alive into the fullness of his identity. I believe that as you and I learn to become led by the Spirit of God and to do the will of God, we will find 
a greater level of life that goes beyond just biologically being alive to beginning to discover who we truly are and who we were created to be. In John chapter 5, verse 36 through 37, But the testimony I have is greater than the testimony of John. For the works which the Father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I do, testify about me, that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me, he has testified about me. You have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his form. Also, you do not have his word remaining in you, because you do not believe him whom he sent. I would like to give an encouragement based on this scripture. One of the things I've encountered in some parts of the church and body of Christ today is a fear of God loving us in a supernatural way. There are some people who believe that any supernatural works are automatically of the devil, that God no longer has the ability to do the supernatural or to work through people. And yet here, Jesus is telling us the very works that he does, which we see the works, there's a lot of supernatural things, those very works testify about him that the Father has sent him. We need to not be afraid of being able to do the works of God. We simply don't want to limit ourselves to only the works. We want the, the character, the fruit of the Spirit. We want to be transformed as much into the image of Christ as possible. And although there have been situations throughout history where you may get people that are very gifted, and yet they don't have very good character, and they often end up crumbling down unless they build the foundation of a solid character. We should let that be encouragement to us not to avoid the works of God, but rather to transform our character as well as our image and nature so that we do his works, but also reflect his love and his nature. In John chapter 6, verse 28 through 29, Therefore they said to him, What are we to do so that we may accomplish the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. Today I would encourage you to just pursue God and ask, What does it mean to believe? How do I do the work of God, which is to believe in Jesus? What does that functionally look like? What does that practically look like? I mentally assent to the fact of Jesus, but mentally assenting is not necessarily the same as believing. And so that's what we should ask God to reveal to us. Open our spiritual eyes so that we're not blind to that and that we can begin to truly understand what it means to believe so that we can start entering into your will and your works.